Welcome to the Consensual Cooperation Podcast. I'm Colin Smith, and this is our second episode. In this episode, I want to talk about um, uh, the use of force by protesters in Hong Kong. Uh, this has been a big source of controversy and disagreement about, um, you know, whether the, the force they use is justified, um, you know, whether they should be taking a more peaceful approach or, you know, pacifistic approach to voicing their opinions and um, just generally, is it okay? Is it right? Um, so, yeah, you know, it's a complex situation with a lot of different individuals and events. So, you know, obviously, um, the use of force is not uh, universally the same. There's different situations where some some places I think it's justified, some places I think it's not. Um, so let's get into them. So the main um, area of use of force by protesters is um, against police. Um, and I think this is, you know, pretty much the most blatant case of where it's completely justified. Um, you know, the police... Uh, are treating these protesters like criminals. Um, you know, they're not giving out, or the government is, the Hong Kong government is not giving out um, protest permits for long stretches of time, uh, you know, months sometimes. And, um, you know, when protesters come out to voice their opinions and, you know, uh, express their right to use their bodies and voice to express their views, um, the police treat them like criminals. They, uh, uh, assault them they arrest them they um you know use chemical weapons on them they shoot them with rubber bullets uh spray them with uh pepper spray and uh you know have use water tanks um that have peppers you know spray mixed into the water um it's pretty terrible um and you know protesters have a right to defend themselves when they're attacked for just you know, using their freedom of speech or right to express their opinion, um, they totally have the right to defend themselves. Um, and I think they are completely justified in that. Um, and, and when when this, it didn't start off this way. It didn't start off with the protesters, you know, um, attacking police or anything like that. There were several months in the beginning of these protests when um, the protesters were completely defenseless. They were, they came out with no weapons. They just were protesting peacefully. And, um, when they started getting attacked um, and arrested uh, day in and day out, they realized that, hey, we have to defend ourselves. Um, no one's going to do it for us. No one's going to protect us. Um, you know, the police, the ones that were supposed to protect us, are the ones attacking us. So um, it's up to us to, to um, defend ourselves. Um, and from then on, you know, whenever the police start attacking protesters, um, they started using force to um, buy them time for the protesters who aren't don't feel comfortable using force, or you know just aren't able to use force, or you know for whatever reason or just want to do it peacefully, um, can leave and can uh, uh, escape um, the assault of police, um, and which it really is. It's a complete assault. Um, and even with the weapons they have, they're completely outclassed. Again, you know, police officers have full body armor, um, armored vehicles, you know, guns, chemical weapons. Um, you know, the protesters have makeshift uh, weapons. I mean, it's, it's they're defending themselves, but they're completely still outclassed. Um, and uh, make no mistake where the, the balance of power lies. So, yeah, so, you know, when it comes to 
force against police, I think it's completely justified. Um, because it's a defensive action. It's a defensive action when they're under physical um, threat of physical harm. Um, so going a little more into the gray area, um, protests or violence against MTR, which is their uh, main transport system around Hong Kong. So MTR um, basically has been cooperating with police officers to trap um, protesters in areas of the city so the police can more effectively um, attack and um, arrest um, arrest them, um, which is not... Uh, which is far more than just you know neutrally disagreeing with the protests, but it's actively helping the police um, use violence against um, protesters. Um, so you know in this case where they are attacking the property of MTR, they're not attacking any people related to M- MTR. Um, I think it's justified. Um, you know the MTR is acting as a active. Um, is playing an active role in the um, harm being brought to protesters. So I think, and I, you know, I've personally seen people getting trapped inside, you know, um, inside of stations, you know, trying to get on a train, and police coming in there and literally just beating them, beating them with sticks. And um, when an organization is cooperating with police to trap you and um, have you get assaulted, uh, that's that's a pretty grievous offense and, and one that 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 deserves retaliation. Um, now, although I think it's justified, I also think it's a distraction. I think it's not the main target. It's not the main, um, you know, they're not actively attacking protesters like the police are. Uh, so it's a distraction um, and from from the real fight here. And uh, the protesters realize that. And the protesters have dramatically, st- you know, dropped off in attacking MTR stations. Um, just because they, they say, okay, you know, look, it, we are justified in attacking these. Um, it's just... Um, not not the main focus here it's it's uh and it's causing other people including the, them um you know problems it's it's making it harder to get around because stations are shut down because they've been you know lit on fire and stuff uh and causing inconveniences to other other uh citizens so it's just not just not the main focus here um so now let's let's talk about probably the the one area where i think protester or where protester force is not really justified at all. Um, and that's when uh, protesters have attacked um, storefronts. Uh, the biggest example being uh, the uh, a major owner of uh, the Starbucks franchises in Hong Kong um, was very vocally against the uh, vo- vocally anti-protests in Hong Kong. Um, and they attacked a lot of Starbuckses, not with people in them, uh, but um, the storefronts. Uh, and, you know, vandalized a lot of them pretty severely. Uh, and, and that's completely not justified. Just because someone disagrees with your opinion, you can't, um, you can boycott Starbucks, but you can't use force to, um, express your views, um, or, you know, uh, go against someone for expressing their views. I mean, look, the, the, um, the person who uh, spoke against the protest did say some pretty mean things about the protesters, but still, they're just using their voice. They're not—they're not doing anything. They're not—they're not—they're not, they're not um, violating any of their rights. They're just expressing their own right to free speech. And um, by violating, uh, by attacking their property, you're violating um, their rights, their property rights, um, and that's totally not cool. 
So, but that was a very brief period of about a month or so where, um, you know, the protesters were just really angry and, and, um, uh, their anger got a little out of control. Um, or at least the anger of some individuals got a little out of control. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that that was a small group of individuals, and uh, you have to treat this movement as a, you know, on an individual basis. You can't, you can't delegitimize anyone's um, uh, actions within this without them actually participating in those actions. Um, because this is, this is not a centralized movement. There's no overall authority directing them. They're all individual people acting on their own volition. Um, so if some, you know, overstep a boundary and, and start attacking uh, storefronts for you know, uh, just what they say, uh, that's totally not cool, but that doesn't, you know, the 95% of protesters who aren't doing that, um, their cause is just as valid and their actions are just as valid as they were beforehand. Um, and I know that's, that's kind of a different way of thinking about things because most movements like this are centralized and have kind of an overall voice, but this is a very individualized movement. Everyone has their own causes for you know joining and everyone can do their own thing within it. There's no one telling anyone what to do. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and what's really cool about how this movement played out, you know, is um, developing. Um, as it's so individualized, it actually kind of allowed for um you know the, that brief period of a couple period of a couple of months where some protesters were uh you know using violence um unfairly um and didn't fracture the movement because you know the protesters who weren't participating just didn't participate in it and you know through an open dot you know and it actually prevented them from alienating those protesters if there was a central authority saying hey don't do that um, you know, they might have, they might have split it off and formed another group, but instead they said, Hey, look, you know, we're not going to tell anyone what to do, but we're going to, you know, keep having an open dialogue about this. And we're going to keep talking about this. And slowly more and more people who are participating in those actions realized, Hey, this is not the real target. This is not really who we should be going after. And, um, the owners of these stores didn't do anything to hurt us. Um, uh, they just said what they believed. We disagree, but that's life, you know? Um, and pretty soon, uh, you know, no one was attacking storefronts anymore because, you know, people just uh, shared their ideas and eventually came over to the right the right side of things. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, the main reason I wanted to talk about this is because a lot of media is um, incredibly biased when it comes to the force used by protesters. They, they show... Um, the defensive actions of the protesters, um, but not the the precipitating uh, assault of police officers, or you know the months the months of just being tear gassed and attacked that precipitates these um, defensive actions, <clears throat> or you know they highlight um, the rare occasions when um, protesters will attack, you know, or protesters did attack. They're not doing it anymore. Again, this was this is a thing of the past. What I'm talking about when they they used unjustified force against store owners. Um, uh, they'll highlight that, but they won't, they won't show, you know, just how difficult the conditions are for these protesters and how much stress and pressure they're under and that, you know, people slip up. Some people do dumb things and um, that happens. Um, luckily this is a level headed and, um, uh, anarchic enough movement that, uh, it was able to recover from that. 
but um you know it happened and it's it's a shame but they're individuals and um you know individuals do dumb things um but yeah, and particularly, you know, obviously with the Western media that I've seen, it's been bad often where they'll, they'll highlight, you know, protester violence over police violence significantly. Um, but at least I'm getting a taste of the police violence and a taste of the, the context here. But within China, or mainland China, I should say, um, it's, it's far worse. Um, uh, they only hear, you know, see the uh, protesters' defensive actions and the few cases where protesters overstep the line are just highlighted blaringly and police violence is completely left out of the equation um you know painting the, the protesters as a group of you know violent loving thugs who um, you know aren't uh going for peace at all which is completely untrue it's completely untrue um look being pro self-defense is not being anti-peace um self-defense is a key part to uh, maintaining your rights no one else is going to defend your rights you have to. Um, and the protesters in Hong Kong um, have seen this firsthand and are reacting to it appropriately. Um, but yeah, I uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about the violence or the you know force used by protesters in Hong Kong and uh, you know hopefully color in some context and understanding to you know uh, where the majority of it is uh, angled and. Um, you know, why the majority of it's justified and where they overstep the boundary, uh, why that is, and, um, you know, why that doesn't delegitimize the whole movement. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for listening and see you in the next one.